What song is it you want to hear? Welcome to the Secret Chord Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Jacobs. The Secret Chord explores spirituality through the lens of great music. And we're sponsored by SuperJeweler.com, my favorite online fine jewelry destination. And without further ado, please enjoy this podcast. Hi, folks, and welcome to episode 20 of The Secret Chord. Today, we are here to discuss literally the most successful musician of all time. His name is Sir James Paul McCartney. And he was born June 18th, 1942. He's a British singer, songwriter, musician, composer, and record and film producer who gained worldwide fame as the co-lead vocalist and bassist for the Beatles. His songwriting partnership with John Lennon remains the most successful in all of history. As the writer Jason Newman once said, by any measure, no one comes close to matching the success of the Beatles' primary songwriters. Paul has written or co-written 32 songs that have reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100. 32. His honors include two inductions to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a member of the Beatles in 1988 and also as a solo artist in 1999. He has 18 Grammy Awards, an appointment as the member of the Order of the British Empire in 1965, and a knighthood in 1997 for his services to music. As of 2015, he's also one of the wealthiest musicians in the world, with an estimated fortune of $730 million. So today I'd like to discuss the famous Let It Be, released March 6, 1970 as a single, and as the title track of their album Let It Be. It was written and sung by Paul, It debuted on the Billboard 100, beginning at number six, and it was their final single before Paul announced his departure from the band, which is all the more poignant this week as it's the 40th anniversary of John's death. So let's take a listen to this song, and as we do here, we'll discuss the lyrics and the music after we hear it. This is Let It Be by the great Paul McCartney and the Beatles. Let it be. 
is cloudy There is still a light that shines on me Shine until tomorrow, let it be I wake up to the sound of music Mother Mary comes to me Speaking words of wisdom, let it be Secret Chord Podcast is sponsored by Superjeweler.com. And in thinking about the connection to the music this week, I was thinking that a lot of couples spend a lot of time and money working on their relationships. Let It Be would suggest that if they could just give it a rest and get outside of all the analysis and just appreciate the other for the fundamental goodness that is inherent in all people, their issues might melt away. What better way to celebrate a relationship at whatever stage than by giving beautiful jewelry? Superjeweler.com has an incredible selection, great prices, great people, and beautiful packaging. If you go to Superjeweler.com and use the promo code ADAM20, you'll get 20% off anything and everything on the site. That's Superjeweler.com, millions of happy customers since 1999. Okay, on to the music. Paul McCartney is a self-taught musician. He is proficient on bass, guitar, keyboards, and drums. He's known for his melodic approach to bass playing. His versatile and wide tenor vocal range, believe it or not, he has a range of over four octaves. And he has an eclectic style, exploring styles ranging from four rock and roll to pop, rock, classical, and electronic music. This song, in my estimation, is basically a folk tune with a liturgical feel that's created by Billy Preston's Hammond organ. By the way, Billy Preston did a lot of great work for the Beatles. Listen to his solo on Get Back, for instance, which is wonderful. George Harrison's solo amps up the rock feel towards the middle of the song. Overall, like many of Paul's songs, it's a simple, pretty tune with a lot of meaning in the lyrics. Now, Paul said that he had the idea of Let It Be after he had a dream about his mother during a tense period surrounding the sessions for the Beatles' White Album in 1968. Paul explained that his mother, who died of cancer when he was only 14, was the inspiration for the, quote, Mother Mary comes to me. He later said, quote, it was great to visit with her again. I felt very blessed to have that dream. So that got me writing, let it be. He also said later in an interview about the dream that his mother had told him, quote, it will be all right, just let it be. So the opening of this song goes, when I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me. Speaking words of wisdom, let it be. Later in the song, he says that his mother is whispering these words, let it be. And I wondered, what's the connection between whispering and wisdom? Why does his mother whisper her wisdom? Why doesn't she shout it to him? 
So there seems to be a correlation between quietness and the receiving of the truth. The Mishnah says that there is nothing better for the body than silence, and that silence is a fence for wisdom. I thought of a great Nora Jones song that has an amazing line in her song, Humble Me. Take a listen. What do you say when it's all gone away? Baby, I didn't mean to hurt you. Truth spoken whispers will tear you apart. No matter how hard you resisted, it never rains when you want it to. The truth told in whispers will tear you apart, no matter how hard you resist it. It never rains when you want it to. Now that is the truth. It never does most things that you want when you want them to. So what's the logical response? Should you get angry that it's raining and you'd prefer that it's not raining? Should you be upset that your stock portfolio went down when you wanted it to go up? Or should you take the attitude that it is what it is? Simple observation tells us that we're not in charge of the vast majority of things that are occurring. The economy, the government, the weather, etc. Yet we rail against all of it. Should we, as Dylan Thomas suggested, rage against the dying of the light, knowing, of course, that the light is something that eventually dies? Or, as he suggested in the same poem, should we placidly accept fate, knowing that, quote, wise men at their end know that dark is right? Or perhaps we should be doing a bit of both. There's a fundamental wisdom that we see in creation. For instance, when you get a cut, do you know how to heal the cut? Are you explaining to your red blood cells that they should rush over and fill the gap that's been created and seal it up? No, we have no idea. Oftentimes, and I tell this to my kids, don't play with your wounds. It'll prevent it from healing. Sometimes when you try to interfere, You stop the healing process. Let it be, and it will go away on its own. One time, I was on the phone with Verizon customer service. For days, I was trying to figure out how to get phone service restored to our office. And it was a Kafka-like labyrinth trying to solve this issue. It didn't work for days. Eventually, I gave up. And lo and behold, I came back the next Monday. Someone had showed up. And fixed it. So I'm not advocating passivity. I'm not suggesting we don't have to try to improve things when we can. But at the same time, it would be foolhardy not to recognize that we are not in charge of the great majority of things that happen in the world or even in our own lives. There are 27 what's known as cosmological constants in the world, rules that govern the way the universe operates. They can't be changed. They are what they are. For instance, did you know that stars produce energy by fusing two hydrogen atoms into a single helium atom? And that during that reaction, 0.007% of the mass of the hydrogen atom is converted into energy. And if the percentage were 0.006, the universe would be filled only with hydrogen. If it was 0.008, the universe would have no hydrogen and therefore no water and no stars like the sun. That's just a brute fact. That's the way things are. We have no control over it. And therefore, there is an ancient concept that everything is in the hands of heaven, except for the awe of heaven, which means 
things happen and we do get to choose how to react to what's happening around us. We can't necessarily alter the course of what's taking place. And to me, that's what Paul McCartney means when he says, let it be. That's the wisdom that his mother whispered to him in a dream. Sometimes when you find yourself in times of trouble, let it be. And that letting go is a fundamentally spiritual act, an act of bravery, and one that we should all consider in these times when so many things are happening so quickly and are so inexplicable. We can't understand the entire picture and we can't control most of it most of the time. What can we do? We can choose to be okay with it or simultaneously to work to the very best of our capacity to change things and then to accept it when we can't. These are my thoughts on the great song, Let It Be by Paul McCartney. And I hope you've enjoyed listening. And as always, I look forward to speaking to you again next week with a new song and a new set of ideas. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Please consider leaving a comment or a review to help us spread the word. And please subscribe to the podcast on any of the major podcasting platforms. To support us, please visit our Patreon accounts. And if you'd like to communicate with me directly, please feel free to email me at ajacobs at The Secret Chord is produced and engineered by Naor Cohen. <laughs>